0: Hello, Radio Family. This is Dr. Derek Greer. Due to the COVID crisis, our already crazy schedules have shot through the roof. But in particular, please pray for pastors and church staffs as we navigate through this incredibly difficult season. You know, our government has pledged to graciously support many businesses in this crisis, but churches are are largely on our own. And if we don't support God's voice in our communities, no one else will. So don't forget your local church. Lastly, I want to remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you, and my Bible says he will keep you as the apple of his eye. There's nothing ahead of you that's bigger than the God that lives on the inside of you. In times like these, it's really vital that we keep our hearts full of God's Word. So if you want to hear faith-filled messages or get a copy of me reading through all the healing scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, go to gracechurchva.org for free downloads. I love you, and our only goal is to help keep you strong. God bless you.
1: We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekGreer.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more. You made to think big, do big,
0: live big. But tomorrow can be bigger. Yeah. Just grow, cut the world over. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than
1: yourself. Bigger. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teaching from Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Here's Dr. Greer.
0: I'm going to pray for you. Father, open eyes, cause us to see, and we give you all the honor for what you accomplish here today. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say, amen. 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 Now behold... Two of them were traveling that same day. It was three days since the most painful experience in these two people's lives. The man who was crucified was, was a man that claimed to be Messiah, and he was beaten like a common criminal. All of his disciples had gone into hiding, afraid that perhaps the same thing might happen to them if the authorities found him. So these two are are running to their hideaway, and they're going to a village called Emmaus, which literally means warm spring. It was a beautiful area and probably the home of one of these two disciples. The Bible says it was about seven miles from Jerusalem, They needed to get away from the events of those past three days to start putting their lives back together again. And as they walked toward home, I'm sure that their heart sank and they thought about facing their families and and their friends because the carpenter from Galilee that they had so vigorously defended and loved had been tried and declared a fraud publicly before the whole nation. And I'm sure there was a sense of shame, a sense of regret, and in their mind, they had lots of questions. How could this happen to such a good man? And in verse 14, it says, and they walked or they talked together. You know, you shouldn't miss the small consolations of, of scripture. Because though they were hurting, at least they had each other. And you know, you may not be able to talk to everybody, but thank God he gives everybody at least one person to talk to. Matter of fact, some scholars even say that this was a married couple. So this might have been a man and a woman walking on this journey. So it says, so they talk together of all these things which had happened, things that they could not quite wrap their heads around, things that they could not quite understand, and it was a situation that broke each and both of their hearts. So it was, while they conversed and reasoned, these men were dealing with, or this man and this woman, this couple, were dealing with very, very difficult and thorny issues Again, how could such a bad thing happen to such a good person? And by the way, if God let that happen to him, what might he let happen in my life? So, I mean, they they, they were having a tough time, and they they were trying to make sense of all that had happened. Then the Bible says something that's really surprising to a lot of us. It says, and while they conversed and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near. Notice Jesus did not just draw near to those who believed. He drew near to believers who thought. And we have to learn to use our head for, for more than just a hat rack. So there's nothing wrong with trying to think through where you are in life and what just happened in life. And, and he didn't say at this point, you know what, I'm not concerned about your feelings, I, I, I'm not considering your thoughts, but he drew near to thinking people that were grappling with real life issues. And what I want to say to you today, if you're grappling with issues, God's not saying, well, you know what, you're contaminated with unbelief. You know what, I, I, I'm not going to mess with somebody that until you get it all straightened out, I'm going to leave you to yourself. Jesus drew near to people with questions. And the Bible continues, says, and he went with them. He will not abandon you just because you have some questions. He will not abandon you just because there's some things you haven't quite ironed out in your thinking. In fact, to be honest with you, I don't trust people who think they know everything. In fact, they annoy me. But Scripture says, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. Grief has a way of muddling our perspective. These men were so shaken, they couldn't see God, though God was looking them dead in the face. And there are events in life that can happen that can so shake you Amen. that you could barely imagine God, much less see him if he was standing there. And Jesus walks up in the midst. He knows everything that's happening. He's knowing what's, he knows what's going through each mind. And he speaks to them, and, and he says this. He says, what kind of conversation is this? And actually, in the language here, you can see there, there's a little bit of what's wrong with you in his tone. He's like, what's, what, what kind of conversation is this that you're having with one another as you walk and are so Sad. Jesus will walk with us in the midst of our difficult times But also know that a real friend will ask you hard questions even when you're hurting it in the middle of it And, and Jesus is a friend that's closer than the brother. And he don't play nice for anybody. God is God And he's not somebody's patsy And and in this situation, these are his disciples. These are his boys that he had trained So so he comes up on them And he's saying, you know, what's going on with you two today? What's your problem? What's your issue? Did y'all take ugly pills this morning? What's going on (laughs) was Jesus' attitude. But he's not doing this out of anger. What he's trying to do is snap them out of their grief. And sometimes a drowning person will drown you too if you let them. Sometimes you got to smack them. I've heard stories where they cold cocked a guy that was drowning just to bring him to shore. And sometimes God has to smack us in the middle of our grief so we can kind of snap out of it. But what happens here is one wise comment leads to another. So Jesus kind of gets involved and and, and he seems to kind of be smart-alecky about his question. So the disciples here respond in kind. Let's watch it. So then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger In Jerusalem? Basically, you live under a rock somewhere, mama raised you in a cave. I mean, what what is it that you don't know why we're sad? Everybody in Jerusalem, everybody surrounding Jerusalem knows what just happened. He said, Are you the only stranger around here? Have you not known the things which happened there in these days? He's saying, Listen, it's been on CNN, all the radio stations have been interrupted. I mean, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Instagram have photos of it, and, and you know, the, the internet is blowing up, and you talk about why are we looking sad? But Jesus has the inside story. Watch what he said verse 19. Jesus is something else. He's like none other. He looked them in the face without laughing or smiling, and he said, what things? You see... When we get smart with God, God has a way of playing dumb. And he does that often to bait us into revealing our real feelings. He didn't want little pat response and pat answers from God. He wanted these guys to reveal their heart. So he got them a little annoyed so they let their guard down and say what's really going on on the inside. So they now respond to him and they respond to him properly. They say, well, What's got us so down in the face is these things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was. It wasn't going well for these boys. They just called the great I am, he who was. He said, for he was a prophet. So not only did they confine him to the past, now they downgraded him from Messiah to just prophet. He said, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, meaning no one could deny his power. But have you ever experienced a disappointment so painful in life that it shrunk your theology? This was situation for these, these men. They're like, we have a problem so big, even God can't fix it. So I have to change my concept of God. I got to rearrange this thing to make it fit my problem. And that's what many of us do. We take God off his throne. And sometimes we put our situation on the throne. We enlarge the circumstance and the pain and we get stuck in the pain. That we miss the God that's bigger than any pain, any hurt, any disappointment, anything in your life that you could experience, God remains large. But again, they shrunk Jesus to just another good teacher, maybe even a prophet. But they couldn't admit at this juncture he was the Son of God. Verse 21, watch this. And they're revealing their hearts. But we were hoping, past tense, meaning they're not hoping anymore. We were hoping that it was He, meaning I lost my hope in Jesus. How many of you ever lost your hope in Jesus? How many of you ever have something happen so terrible it didn't fit into your theology? It didn't fit in what you believe could happen to a righteous person. You didn't believe that after all your Bible going in and your God loving, that such a thing could happen in your life. This is what happened to these two disciples. So Jesus had to join them on the road. He said, but we were hoping, we used to go to church. We used to believe, we used to look into the book, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. We believed in God, and I believed he could fix it, but he didn't. It didn't look, you know, when I look back on it, God, it makes no sense if you are God. How could you let that happen to me? How could you break my heart so, how could you, how could someone so good? Be beaten so hard. How could you let us watch something so gruesome? How could that happen if God is really God? They were troubled, they were perplexed. But Jesus is still standing there. He said, Indeed, besides all of this today, it's the third day since these things happened. But didn't Jesus say over and over and over again, maybe even a dozen times, that he would die? And on the third day, you can't let the past blind you from your future. In fact, let's read one of those passages, just so you know that I'm not just giving you my opinion. Matthew 20 and verse 18. You can't say it clearer than Jesus told these these disciples. Behold, we're going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be backstabbed and betrayed to the chief priests and the scribes. They will condemn him to what? Death. They're going to kill me. Can it be any straighter than that? And they're going to deliver me to the Gentiles or or to the Romans to mock, scourge, and crucify. He predicted every event. He predicted the beating. He predicted the mocking when they put the the, the robe on him and said, if you're the son of God, you know, uh, tell us which one punched you in the face. That's exactly what was happening there. But his disciples wouldn't hear it. He's still talking. He said, all that's going to happen. But on the third day. You see, the problem is you let that event define you, but you put a period in the wrong place in the sentence. That event was supposed to be a comma. And if you live long enough, if you wait long enough after three days, no matter how bad things went wrong, God can get it back up again. That's the gospel message. This is why we're in church. This is what we believe. This is why we believe in Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? He is the resurrection and the life. He can get any area of your life back up again. But you got to get through the three days. You can't quit on your journey. Matter of fact, in John 16 and verse 33, Jesus says this. is real plain. See, a lot of folk think, well, I gave my life to Jesus and everything's supposed to be hunky-dory for the rest of my life. I'm never supposed to, you know, bump into everything. My marriage is supposed to drop out of heaven and my kids supposed to just sing hallelujah, you know, as they come home and, and Thanksgiving just supposed to be a perfect meal. No, 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 no. That's not in this book. Let me tell you what's in the book. In the world. How many of y'all are still in the world? All right. In the world, you will have tribulation. If we want to say that in a modern way, stuff happens. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Meaning, if you hang in there, there will be a third day, there will be a getting up again. But you got to go through your Friday to get to Sunday. you got to go through midnight to get to morning. you got to go through the problem to, to get to the place of promise. That's just what the Bible teaches. <laughs> Luke 24 and 22. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. You hear me say this almost every year. First, it was women who preached the resurrection. So who are we to try to stop them 2,000 years later? I'm preaching good. When they did not find his body, this is important. The tomb of Jesus is the only tomb in the world that's famous for what's not there. That helped me more in the second service, I'm sure. But that was shouting ground. When they did not find the body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive like he done said he'd be. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and they found a stone rolled away. Some clothes neatly laying there, meaning that, you know, the body had to pass through the clothes. And if it was thieves, you know, they'd be in a rush. But everything was all neat and all the rest. And they found it just as the women said. Why is it the sisters, though, that always seem to know things before we do? <laughs> it hasn't changed. It just hasn't changed. Verse 25. Then he said to him, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that's important. In all that the prophets have spoken. You see, the problem is they were only willing to believe parts of the scripture. They were only willing to believe the parts of what Jesus said they were comfortable with. Matter of fact, they like many of us in this room today. I'm okay with the Bible as long as it doesn't challenge my lifestyle. I'm okay with the Bible as long as they don't ask me to give anything or give up anything. I'm okay with all that church stuff, but don't you dare put a demand on me. Don't you dare talk about they're going to be trouble for a moment and I got to wait till morning. No, no, no. I want Santa Claus. I, I want a genie in the bottle. I want someone I could call on be you know, uh, right on the spot and, and give me what I need and what I want when, when I want it. That's what, that type of God I'm looking for. But here's the deal. The problem is if God succumbed to your every whim, you would be God. So the reality is many of us don't really want a God. We want to be Lord of our own lives. So here we have these disciples, these disciples, picking and choosing what they're going to believe. So I, I, I really like the part you know give it a shall be given a good message I, I got that one but but this thing that you know what you're gonna die and and i might die take up your cross nah, 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 i'll leave that I'm, I'm not gonna preach on that i'm not gonna read that part i'm gonna skip over to the part that when i die i'll go to heaven i'm gonna, I'm gonna skip to the part that you know what uh, uh all the uh the uh, noah's family was saved you know what so all my family's gonna be saved but but, but uh, you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just look at i'm a, I'm a, I'm a, matter of fact, I'm not even gonna look at the Bible. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna buy a promise, a promise book. Yeah, I'm preaching better than you saying amen right now. And, and what, what they do, I'm gonna have an author that put together all the best scriptures. I'm gonna read them to myself, quote them out loud, and all the rest. And then I'm gonna find a church. Those are the only scriptures they preach from. But this is what Jesus has to say to you. Ought not. This this didn't happen out of the air somewhere. It wasn't that I got jumped while I was in Jerusalem and it just kind of happened. I mean, didn't Isaiah talk about this? Didn't the psalmist talk about this? Wasn't it prophesied, you know, Zechariah? Wasn't it prophesied throughout the whole Old Testament? Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things? You guys have cut out parts of the whole Bible, whole books. In fact, y'all ignored the whole meaning of the sacrificial system just to suit your purposes. Tell me, guys, and I know you don't like this and this don't, might not fit in with your theology, but, but tell me, why did Father Abraham go up Mount Moriah and, and he did it to sacrifice his son Isaac?
1: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Rear. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermutu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia, for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have, but until next time, remember you have what it takes in Christ to live big.
0: There's a lot going on surrounding the coronavirus, and and while we should be cautious and use wisdom, we must fight against living in fear. In times of crisis, you know, stress can wreak havoc in our minds and bodies if we let it. Don't get me wrong, fear is a natural emotion, but through God's Word, we have power to overcome it. 1 Peter 5 and 7 teaches us to give all our worries and cares to Him. Because He cares for us. Second Timothy 1 and 7 reminds us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to control your situation, but in times like this, we look to what God has put in us to overcome what's around us. and I want to encourage you to build your faith and find peace in God's word. Go to gracechurchva.org to listen to my latest series titled "No Fear." Also, get a copy of me reading all of the healing scriptures in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation as a free download. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we will get through this together.
1: We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekRear.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more.